0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 1755, Healing from Grief, How Does One Do It? Part 1, by Reed Peterson of griefrefuge.com. Hello everybody, and thanks so much for being here today as we ring in a new and longer post. I'm Greg Audino, and this episode will mark part 1 of a post from Reed Peterson, uh, who writes exclusively about grief and grief recovery. I know this content can be difficult But it's also something that we will all need at one point or another. So we really love sharing this very important work for you. Let's get into this article now as we optimize your life. Healing from Grief, How Does One Do It? Part 1 by Reed Peterson of griefrefuge.com What's the opposite of grief? Some say it's love in the here and now. Some say it's joy. If you play with the impossible of being possible, it would be going backward, and everything being the way it was before loss. But we know that can't happen. Death is inevitable, no matter what humanity tries to do to prevent it. Since no one can prevent death and the grief that goes along with it, what's the next best thing? Most professionals and people in grief care would agree that the answer is to feel better, healed, or reconciled. Healing grief is not an easy feat. It also doesn't have a set of instructions to follow. Even if everyone around you is fully supportive, there's still struggle, sorrow, and sadness. Grief is unique to everyone who experiences it. There are billions of people on the planet that are grieving in billions of different ways. Another thing about grief is that it is not linear. It's easy to think that it is because physical healing, so much of what happens in life, goes through progressive stages. Physical healing is often visible. You can see it with your own eyes, the bruises, the cuts, and other wounds going through progression, showing signs of recovery. Healing grief is very difficult, though. There aren't any physical signs to let you know that you're getting better. Tracking progress is difficult because there isn't a linear progression. There also is no true return to normal. Grief is change, and in most cases, it creates a new normal. In this article, I would like to share my personal perspective for healing grief. This is from my own personal experience, as well as what I've learned from supporting others. Grief, no matter what type of loss, is very complicated, and I hope you're able to gain some insight from what's shared here. The other day, I had foot surgery. Before I went into the OR, my wife said to me, happy healing. I gave her a Charlie Brown type of look and said, I'm not sure healing is ever happy. That short exchange prompted further thought while I waited for the anesthesia to kick in. Is there happiness in healing? Why does healing feel like a painful process so often? When I do my grief companioning work, I see and feel a lot of pain in people's healing process. In grief, the pain can be commonly experienced as depression, anxiety, loneliness, heartbreak, etc. Feelings like these are hurtful. Often the word suffering is used to describe such experiences. If pain is necessary in the healing process, you might be wondering, Why suffer? After all, if someone were to live through all of the pain and endure suffering, their quality of life might be considered quite poor. I'll admit that's not the most optimistic thought, but it's also a common perception about pain. Pain is often avoided in modern society. Pain is the reason I got foot surgery. My goal was to reduce the pain. As I've pondered grief, pain, and the healing process for as long as I have, I've consistently reached a place where I've questioned the point purpose, and benefits of what to do with it. Should one lean into it, avoid it, numb it, or something else? Coincidentally, I recently interviewed Benjamin Allen about his journey of coming to peace with the pain of his losses. Benjamin shared his journey and plenty of sage wisdom for what gifts grief can bring when you lean into it and meet it for exactly what it is. I found our conversation very meaningful, because for several months, I was feeling like anyone who would fully embrace the pain of their grief, allowing it to consume them, would be perceived or judged by others as a martyr. After speaking with Benjamin, I gained a new perspective. I used to think that healing from grief was accepting the pain and loss, but then receiving and enduring the emotional suffering it brings. Then you wait it out. You try to do normal things in life, despite all this energy invested in enduring pain, but you don't resist or deny anything. You just receive what comes to you. That strategy has been hard, but also rewarding. A transformation is experienced, and life becomes more freeing and enjoyable. Grief may have its moments, but there's less energy and time invested in the holding of what feels like weighted grief, genuinely and authentically. This strategy is kind of like the term a blessing in disguise. Have you had moments where something was going terribly wrong, but deep down inside you had a feeling that there would be good that came of the situation? In grief, the blessing is never about someone's death, but more about your connection to them. All those painful emotions are sometimes perceived to be blessings in disguise, because it helps you to become more compassionate, empathetic, and caring. And if there's a benefit to becoming more compassionate, empathetic, and caring, it's the ability to suffer less and live more from your heart. When grief is healed, there's also a sense of more clarity towards what you want out of life, All the drama that may have consumed a big part of your life loses its appeal. People who have experienced significant loss and done some great healing tend to be more grounded, peaceful, and drama-free. Although this perception of the healing process for grief is helpful, it can also be taxing, overwhelming, and overbearing at times. Such attention and surrendering to pain and grief require so much of oneself that it's important to ease into the process and be easy with yourself. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled Healing from Grief, How Does One Do It? by Reed Peterson of griefrefuge.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. And thanks to Reed for a wonderful start to yet another important article written from him. We'll hear tomorrow in part two about navigating the journey of grief. But he already touched on something that I've always held close to me when it comes to my own grieving. That being the fact that billions of people in the world are grieving in billions of different ways at any given moment, as he put it. It goes without saying that grief can feel extremely isolating and at times inescapable. And while we shouldn't ever count out the nuances of our own grief, we might find comfort in knowing that somewhere out there, probably just within a few streets over from us, someone is going through something similar. There's a great connectedness in grieving, even if it doesn't ever quite feel that way. There are others who have been through the same muck as you're going through, gotten out of it and found love and laughter in their lives again. And to me, there's great hope in this and a great sense of safety as well. You know, it makes me feel as though the grief is most definitely conquerable. And it helps me feel as though I can understand those who have suffered similar losses in a new and better way. Now, for example, say you've just lost a parent for the first time you may have a new level of respect or understanding towards someone who has long since lost both parents. So the point being that with grief comes a whole host of new opportunities to recognize connection, even though we often make the mistake of thinking that grief only comes with connection being cut off from someone or something. Something to think about, everyone. Ponder that tonight while you prepare for the rest of this post in part two. Enjoy your day. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to having you join me again tomorrow for more of this great, great article from Reed. That's where your optimal life awaits.